afternoon, it's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Ian Mullane, the genius behind Keep Me. Keepme.ai is their website. So who is Keep Me? Well, the Keep Me website quotes the following. We exist to help health and fitness businesses retain more members, regardless of whether our customers are big box, boutiques or pay-as-you-go or contractual. We equip them with the ability to improve member retention. In Ian's view, retention is a topic of conversation on every club owner's lips at conferences, catch-ups and even just in staff meetings. Is the industry getting better? Have we solved the retention issue? Well, today, Ian and I are going to discuss that. How are you, Ian? I'm very well, Matt. Genius. Thank you very much, but I think you may be overstating that part. Uh, we're all a genius and you're doing an incredible uh, job with Keep Me, so you definitely deserve that title. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. So, Ian, first of all, can we just have a brief overview of who and what is Keep Me? Okay, so... Keep Me was designed to help gym operators understand better both the retention and revenue opportunities that exist within their business. It utilizes the data that exists in each one of these businesses and then teaches itself utilizing machine learning so that it can provide a variety of predictions and analytics which are actionable by the organization and then provides a suite of digital engagement tools that will allow you to take the actual action itself, whether in a manual or an automated basis. Um, The tool's been around for um, just over 13, 14 months now. Um, It has customers in eight countries and it's utilized by organizations who are multi-site, multi-country operators down to single-site boutique operators. Wow. I mean, you've had enormous growth with Keep Me over the last 12 months, haven't you? Yes, it's been it's been phenomenally exciting. Um, it's been beyond expectation in many ways. Um, But it's also been an indication that the market has been looking for a tool that can assist in these core areas, which, you know, let's boil it down. It's effectively, how can we increase the revenue in our operations, utilizing the data that we've got within? And and I think that's where the success has come from. So, yeah, it's been really exciting. I mean, let's face it, Ian, most businesses, and this is the reality of it, are are losing around about 40% of their customers each year. So my question to you is, why do you think gym owners are neglecting their retention issues? I think there are a variety of answers to that. And I think the first thing to say is they're probably not neglecting. In many cases, it is a case that they have found it challenging to make a significant impact. Um, The economy has also led the culture to be more sales orientated, which has meant that the crimes happening at the back door are made up for by the incoming on the front door. So retention has not been as big a priority when there has been the sales opportunity to keep the revenue aspect up. 
the current environment that we're operating in will and has changed that to some degree. And I've certainly seen in the last 12 months a much bigger desire to try and optimize the revenue opportunity within the clubs by having better retention practices and being more proactive around retention rather than just believing it to be too difficult, too hard or something which we'll never truly get a handle on. I think, Mel, you know, to be frank, you never get to ground zero on retention. Retention is always going to have elements of uh, attrition on a, on a monthly basis. That doesn't go away. But the difference between having 5% monthly um, attrition and 2.5% monthly attrition is a significant material effect on the performance of a business, well beyond increasing our PT by 10% or our non-dues revenue by 5%. It is a game-changing aspect. And when you do get a handle in this area, your referral traffic goes up, your non-dues revenue goes up. It is a virtuous circle that will generate a much more stable, healthy, profitable organization. So let's talk about then some of the things that keep me can do from a club owner. So, okay, I, I implement keep me into the club. How is it going to make me proactive to retain those clients? Well, the first thing it's going to do is to provide you an understanding of what retention risk you have within the organization. Not in the next 30 days, not in the next 60 days, but taking a look over the next 12 months. The algorithm that is used in the model is so accurate that with great degree of confidence, you could be looking at the members that joined you in January and having an understanding of the probability of whether they would be with you in the following January. And even as we sit here and talk in March, that's giving us a considerable runway to change any negative outcomes that will be coming through here. Just to try and frame where that accuracy comes from, we use a, a, a model called a random forest machine learning model. And I'm sure uh, the listeners will have seen decision trees where we start with a data item and it moves down to yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, blue, red, black, etc. All of the different decisions down to the actual outcome at the bottom. On a normal data set, a very, very average data set of 45 data items, Keepme will generate 8.8 .8 million of these decision trees to come to its outcomes. And that means that 8.8 .8 million is being ran for each and every single member so that it looks at every possible combination to interpret what the probability is. It has no bias. It doesn't bring any experience. It cares little that we may have been in the business 10 or 20 years and has an opinion. The answer is in the data. A lot of noise, but the signal will be found. So as an operator, when I'm presented with a highly accurate understanding of which of the members are currently with me, will still be with me in June, in July, in August, in September, etc., and who will not be, then I have the opportunity to then start to take action. 
But that's really just the start. The next aspect, and the most, a very important one, is then being able to move it down and have a look at why that may be. So Keatley gives you the opportunity to have an understanding on whether you have got particular Group X classes that are driving higher retention than others, whether you've got PT that is high is driving higher retention than others. It looks at age, it looks at membership types, it looks at what lead source they came in. So, and then when you open your dashboard, as a team that's trying to drive improvements, you can very clearly see whether there are human performance aspects, such as on a site-by-site -site basis, or maybe an instructor or a PT over PT, or whether there are commercial aspects, such as, for instance, the paid ads that we're utilizing on Facebook, which are driving in people, have got a higher attrition rate than ones that we have coming in through organic walk-ins, as an example. Or maybe even membership types. Do we have a multitude of membership types of which a number of them are driving higher retention than others? What can we learn from that? Once we've got that data, once we've got those uh, analytics, which are presented to us in a very intuitive form, we then take action. And we have the opportunity there to be able to say to the membership, whatever our state is, and be able to make sure that we're targeting incredibly accurately so that individuals that are receiving it are in a particular risk category. We have an understanding of, of what their current situation is and that when we tailor the communication, it's likely to be something that they're going to want to engage with, always knowing that we will be moving aside the sleeping dogs, the members that we feel are high risk and are not going to want to take further engagement without any fear of engaging with those ones. We will make sure that we stay there. Now, that, that's, that's one aspect. Now, I think another area which is, is ignored and, and is one where we've become um, increasingly strong in is looking at how do we improve the secondary spend aspect as well. Now, non-Jews revenue, an incredibly important part. If we're retaining more members, we want to then have the capacity to be able to generate more revenue from those members, right? As we generate more revenue from those members, we've probably got a byproduct of increasing engagement from those members. What Keep Me will do is it will analyze your membership. And let's say, for instance, that Mel wants to push out there a particular PT package. She wants to drive an increase in secondary revenue in PT. What it will then do is it will identify those members that have the highest probability of wanting to purchase PT from you. Now, that's great. You've already got a subsection of a membership which can be highly engaged relative to others. Add on to that... It will then say, well, you know, Ian will take a, a five pack, but he won't take an offer for a 10 pack. So if you give him a 10 pack, you're not going to get him. Well, by Mel, you give her a 20 pack, she would take it. She would take a 10 pack as well, but you're better off giving her the 20. It will identify the actual quantity have the highest probability of purchase. And then using the automation engine, it'll ensure that Ian gets his five pack offer, Mel gets her 20 pack offer. And in addition to that, it will make sure that the terminology and the visual is suitable in both gender and age, giving you a very hyper-personalized thing. The beauty of what I said there is that every aspect of that is automated. It's done for the business 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
I'm going to keep me, can see within there a member that meets the criteria that it's analysed. It can serve those commercial offers. It can serve those attendance reminders. It can serve those engagements and make sure that as a business, we can still be confident that we're doing all we possibly can on the engagements and driving revenue and increasing retention whilst giving ourselves more time to invest in the actual engagements within the organization itself when the members are on site, which is clearly always going to be the most critical part of what we do as gym owners. So what you're saying, Ian, is that Keep Me is the crystal ball of the fitness business industry. Oh, that's it. Uh, um, I'm going to say once again for the second time this, you've been very kind. Um, I would suggest that what Keep Me is doing is utilizing the best prediction methodologies that we have available to us in business these days and has been applied very specifically to fitness and health business operators so that we can understand a level of detail that wasn't possible before and therefore removes any excuses we had about putting into place dedicated plans that can in turn drive the improvements which we know we need in the industry. Do you think that um, Keep Me has alerted gym owners to aspects of their business that they really didn't know what was going on? Because, like, for me, I would be quite... Um, I, would, I suppose I'd be quite disturbed if I sat down and I looked at my Keep Me report and it said, here's all your members that are thinking about leaving in the next three months. And I thought, wow, I thought they were all dedicated members. So are you finding that Keep Me is alerting club owners to areas of their business that they thought were great, but that it wasn't really that way? Well, um, interestingly, the, the main adoption of Keep Me has been generally by the top performing retention clubs in the industry. These are organizations that are, and this was not by intent, by the way, but these are organizations that were already retaining between 75 and 91% in one case of their members on an annualized basis. But they were organizations that realized that giving them the better insights was going to allow them to maintain that and in addition to increase it. I think we always have a more optimistic view of the forward outcomes expected than maybe reality. So we definitely coach that this is the first time you will have had a forward view of your business beyond 30 or 60 days. So have an understanding that that may not be where you expect it to be but understand that when you see that, you will also have an understanding of why it is and what you can do about it. So if you're to tell me that, you know, I've got a situation, but it's a situation that A, I can't understand why I've got it, and B, I don't have the tools to do anything about it, you're not actually doing much for me. And quite frankly, you're probably, you know, you're probably doing no more than scaring me. However, if you tell me I've got a problem, but you tell me in enough time to be able to do something about it, you show me what it is, and then you give me the tools to fix it, then you're actually providing me a service. And that is something why, as an organization, we have been so eager to get it into all organizations' hands so that we could start to see what fundamental differences it will make. Now, 
you know, we, we've had operators that have had, we've taught this term already today now another subject, but we've had operators that have had radical acceptance of the situation that they are in the first time they've got their dashboard. Um, I've got an Australian operator at the moment who came on to keep me in, in July last year, I believe. Um, the final five months of 2019 where in the words of Troy Morgan, this is at Willows down in Queensland, um, were the best five months that they've ever had. Wow. Um, and their secondary revenue in um, December was over 30% up year on year. Uh, it was their best ever. And that was uh, a period of, wow, taking a look at those numbers. Um, okay, right, what can we do? And then systematically allowing the analytics to drive what their marketing campaigns did, drive what engagements they got involved with, drive in the commercial offerings that they wanted to place out to their membership, having faith in that because they could then see the effect on the changes that it was actually having on the membership. So it wasn't a case of let's try this and hope, it was being able to see on a day-to-day -day basis the actual impact that their actions were taking. And I think that's a, a very strong reason why moving to more data-orientated decisions is going to be beneficial to an operator, regardless of whether you're a small single-site operator or a large multinational, because they are decisions that not only you can have increased confidence about investing behind, but they're also decisions that you can then measure and go back to to see whether your assumption was right and whether you need to uh, alter your position. It, it's interesting about that with Keep Me, Keep Me is a machine learning model, right? It's multiple models doing many, many things for the customers. But in the context of learning, that's where the beauty of this is because every single day, Keep Me is improving, it's getting more accurate for each individual customer, because every model is individual to the customer, because it's seeing the outcomes, it's learning from the outcomes, it's seeing new data, it's learning from the new data. And unlike maybe the approach that we would have internally on in our own models, we don't have the capacity or even the capability to be able to learn, refine and enhance our own outputs at the same speed to be able to make an impact. And I think that's why in the case of you know, using that example in Australia, that's why in a very short time span, they were able to get back to grips with retention to the level where it had material performance increases, but also to then start to drive that into secondary non-Jews revenue spend, where they've also had significant increases in and uh, performance. So with your experience in talking about secondary spend here, um, have you noticed that a lot of clubs are struggling with secondary spend? Because I, I can honestly say that I'm finding um, our secondary spend has decreased. Um, also, and this is probably two questions to you, I've also found that the 21 to 30-year-old um, age bracket um, aren't as loyal as obviously the older age bracket. And these guys are either you know, defaulting on their, their memberships or instead of spending secondary in the club, they're actually going off and joining their second or their third club. So are you seeing a lot of those examples when you're walking into a club to install Keep Me? 
<laughs> I think geography uh, uh, plays a part in that, first and foremost. So in a, in a, in a, in a metropolitan environment, yes. Um, I, I think that particularly when you're in uh, affluent markets, um, you know, when you're in the likes of a, a Sydney or a Melbourne or a London or a New York or an LA, then you are in highly affluent markets. You're in relatively transient markets as well in many cases. And, and because of the plethora of offerings that are out there, there is more of a portfolio approach in, in that particular aspect. I don't think we can fight those particular aspects. I don't think that the, that the market would be sensible in trying to uh, become more generalistic to be able to provide all of the services that a millennial may want in that particular area. I think that in many cases, the reason why they do that in the first place is because they want to experience different aspects. So, for instance, they, they may have a functional gym, they may have a spin gym, they may have a yoga gym. You know, there's a, a boutique element to it. However, one of the concerns which I have seen is that there is an increased level of default in monthly subscriptions in that age group relative to elsewhere. Now, for any of us that are parents of children of that particular, they're not children of that age, are they really? No. So if any of us are parents or adults of that age, then we, we could casually put it down to their lack of ability to take responsibility for virtually anything these days and that be their generation. But I don't think it is that in many respects. I think that the, the way that the, um, the subscription economy works is generally built around the structure of 30 days free, cancel any time type stuff, and they carry those behaviours through. And I think that the, the terms and conditions that we often provide have that flexibility inherent in them. And when there's no impact, when there's no responsibility needed for taking an action which is going to hurt the, the gym owner, then you can't expect them to take any other. So, you know, I've seen the utilization of, um, of commitments or um, the necessity to pay upfront. Um, which in some cases, and I have limited data on this, I only have it in two particular circumstances, where what happened in both of those where the, the, the age group was required to pay in advance rather than um, a, you know, monthly dues. And what generally happened in those circumstances were that the LTV for the overall group went up, the quantity for the age group went down, but the overall revenue from the group was higher, the revenue received was higher than the actual. So if your, if your metric was on having um, <clears throat> the largest quantity of people within that individual age group, then you needed to stay the way you were doing. But if your actual, in which it should always be, having the largest revenue from that group then this was something that could be done. Okay, I mean, Keep Me is definitely a tool that, that you know, commercial clubs need to be looking at. I mean, we've talked about quite a lot of different elements of the product today. When we were offline, we also spoke about, you know, small operators and how Keep Me can help the new boutiques and the, the new smaller franchise clubs opening up. Um, so what I'm asking you is, obviously... This is a tool definitely that, that Keep Me 
can help the smaller business operators. So we don't want the, these guys to walk away and think that Keep Me is just for the commercial clubs and for the leisure centres. What are just some of the smaller elements of Keep Me that can help that boutique operator that does have, say, under three or 400 members? I think that's the, the main area that you're looking at doing when you're utilizing Keep Me in a boutique setting is trying to extend the hyper-personalization that you give to the members when they're on site into your off-site digital engagements. Having the ability to tailor your commercial offers, having your ability to time the engagements correctly into your membership with the, the idea of being maximum engagement being the actual metric that you're looking to get is one which Keep Me is going to assist with. If I give you a, an example, let's say that I'm an operator and I have 300, 500 members. Um, periodically, I want to serve them an NPS. Keep Me has an integrated NPS within the, in the platform. So I want them to tell me between you know, zero and 10, the probability of them referring my business to their friends or family. What Keep Me will do is it will automatically serve those NPSs throughout the year to each one of your members when they become, say for instance, they've had 180 days worth of membership and been active. 30 days you set your own criteria and then and then it maybe it'll send it again on 270 days but what keep me will do for a small operator is it'll take away the manual work so it'll serve that 180 and then for instance maybe i don't open that nps when i receive it for 20 days well keep me knows not to serve it again on 270 days it knows to move it forward to 290 now when i take when i do and i open it on 180 days and i send that back in Maybe, for instance, on that 180 days, it was my birthday. Well, Keep Me knows not to serve an NPS. It knows to serve the happy birthday greeting from the club and then to move the forward seven days, the NPS side of things. And that's incredibly important as well so that we have the opportunity to make sure that we have all of our digital engagements, but there's an intelligent engine underneath, which is interpreting when each one of these communications should be going for their ultimate relevance and engagement time for each one of the members. And then there's the other aspect, again, which you know for a smaller club is, is very important. So I'm making sure it goes at the right time. I'm maximizing the, the, the probability of them engaging and answering on this. But you know, you've done a great job with me, and I give you a nine. And you know, I say this has been a fantastic club. I, I really enjoy it. Right? Well, then again, Three days later, Keep Me can automatically serve to every single one of the people who gave a nine or ten the referral communication. Would you like to refer someone to our club? They've just put their hands up and said to you that they are a rampant fan of your organization. Now is the time to ask them for the Google review. Now is the time to ask them, do they want to refer someone on? Now, everything I've said there has logic. Everything I've said there is something which come on and go, well, doesn't everybody do this stuff? But all of it can be done completely automatically, which takes away manual intervention, takes down the failures of taking you know, their membership list from one and putting it in the system, looking at all the responses and working out what to do with each one and then sending emails. That entire flow for the operator is done automatically. 
And with the only manual interventions being where you say, I want them, like, for instance, if someone gives us a zero or a six, I want that to go to me, right? That type of element. That frees up incredibly valuable time for you as a small operator to continue the reason why you are so successful in the first place, which is the personal integrated personal engagement that you do day in, day out with members on your floor, whereby in the background, having the confidence that all of the best business practices that you should be doing are taking place intelligently by a third party tool. The more I listen to you and the more I love the Keep Me product, it's absolutely, it's, this is a great opportunity for fitness business owners, irrespective of the size of their business. It's a great tool for leisure centers. Uh, it's a great tool for startups. I mean, there's absolutely no reason why you can't be implementing Keep Me at the startup of a new business. You've got some great information there to share with people, and I know that they're going to want to follow you up, and I know that you've got some uh, incredible blogs coming over the next couple of weeks that you'll be launching. But for now, where's the best place for listeners to get in touch with Anne? Well, uh, let, let's start with the direct one. So my email address is ian at keepme.ai and I'm always happy to um, engage with everybody within the business, not only around the Keep Me offerings, but uh, any ideas that they'd like to share about what we could possibly be doing that would enhance even further their business operations and allowing them to be more profitable. Um, and then, as you said, now the the uh, website keepme.ai. Um, we try to keep active on it relative to the blogs. We try to push out best practices around this particular uh, subject matter, around marketing and revenue and retention and those ones. And hopefully, that will certainly give people a good understanding of what Keep Me is and where Keep Me can guide them towards having a more profitable business. Uh, thanks, Ian. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed speaking to you today, and I'm really excited about the blogs that are be coming up uh, that will be coming up because we spoke about those offline. Um, I've also been lucky enough uh, to see your product when Olivia presented it in Melbourne to a room full of club owners, and I really do encourage you if you're a club owner, do jump onto the website and have a look. There's some great links there that you can click and you can have a look at the product. It is certainly something that if you implement into your club, it is going to keep you ahead of your competitors. Fitness business industry is growing at a rapid rate and we need to start thinking forward, not in the present day, but we need to start thinking 6-12 months ahead and Keep Me is definitely a product that is going to help you achieve greater profit in your business. Ian, thank you very much for your time. I know that you're very busy at the moment. I'll be dropping all of Ian's details into the bottom of the podcast. Do tap into Ian on LinkedIn. As I said, he's going to be launching some fantastic blogs. And if you're on LinkedIn and you um, drop a line across to Ian, he will be sharing those with you. Ian, thank you again for your time today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'd just like to remind our listeners that um, today's podcast was sponsored by FitRep for Fitness Professionals. Thank you, Ian Mullane from Keep Me. Thank you very much, Mel. And please keep continuing doing the work that you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Ian. <laughs>